Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Microfamous podcast. And if you've ever thought about getting into paid traffic or if you're already in it and you're looking to optimize, this is a great conversation for you to hear. Uh, my guest today is Liana Ling. She's the president of Power Up Strategy. She is a social media and paid traffic expert. And she uh, has developed some really interesting ways to test with very small amounts of money, multiple, multiple variables to figure out what works best in your ads. So there's a, there's a way that she's developed with her clients to work and, and basically test things, test a bunch of different variables like images and headlines and audiences and interests and all these different things to figure out very, very quickly the match between the message and the audience that you're trying to reach, right? So if you're working to become micro-famous, you know who the right people are for you, but you're not quite sure how to reach them online. And you're already doing the things that you should be doing in terms of getting interviewed on podcasts. And maybe you already have your own podcast and you're sharing content on social media in that one place where you need to be to engage with your community. If you're doing all of those things, but you want to put that growth on steroids, uh, that's where this type of strategy would come in. And the hardest part about paid traffic I've found both from my own experience and from watching a lot of other clients go through this is the hardest part is that initial testing part, right? It's one thing like anybody can build a funnel behind the scenes with some upsells and some different things like that and, and at least give people something to buy. When you go to the market with ads, that's a whole other animal. And it really helps to have someone like Liana in your corner who's running the testing because it can get very expensive if you're not sure what you're doing or it can get, uh, you just don't get results because if you don't have the time to do the, the type of ex extensive testing that we're talking about here, you end up just doing one ad here and there and you maybe test one audience and then the next time you're testing a different headline and a different image and maybe you try a different audience then. Like everything is just kind of scattershot and one off and you never really see the difference between what's working and what's not at a granular level. And so I, I really hope that you check out this episode if you have any interest in the paid traffic side of things. To me, it's the step beyond having a new media machine in place uh, because uh, some of those questions you can answer in the course of getting featured on podcasts and really refining your messaging. But once you have the message refined, you know who the right people are and you want to put that growth on steroids, that's where this type of content comes in. And I think this will help you make uh, really good decisions about when and how to jump into paid traffic. So without further ado, the president of Power Up Strategy, here's Liana Ling. Liana, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Hi, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Me too. We're going to talk about a really fun topic. Uh, but tell me just a little bit, um, what do you tell people that you do? 
I help B2B business owners get as many clients as their heart desires. <laughs> and that and is what essentially is the, what is it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the mechanism for how you make their what dream? Is the me- yeah, so I actually do it through mainly paid media and social, and social media strategies. Okay, cool. Uh, so out of that stuff, what's, what's your favorite? What do you, I, I guess, let's go super tactical right off the bat. We're sure. recording this in August of 2019. So let's talk a little bit about uh, maybe some of the things that you're seeing changing because we all run in the same circles of coaches, consultants, and business influencers. You, you work with the same types of people that I do. Uh, so what are you seeing that's sh- maybe shifting and how are you, uh, how are you dealing with them? Yeah, sure. So a lot of the things that I've been focusing on, especially in the past year, is Facebook ads. Um, Because I think a lot of it is people are realizing that it's one of the best, fastest, kind of like low-hanging fruit, just Mm -hmm. to get sales, to get opt-ins, to build your email list. And it's kind of sexy, right? (laughs) So, I mean, that's, it's still growing, um, you know, And the thing is, is because Facebook owns Instagram, Instagram is also a platform that is growing by leaps and bounds. The younger generation makes me sound old, right? But the younger generation is, you know, they're more on Instagram than on Facebook. So you do ads on Facebook and Instagram all together. It can still, um, if you use it right, can actually still be a profit generator for you. Um, In terms of where I kind of see things going, I actually, I've been talking a lot about this to my clients because once I get them on Facebook ads, I really kind of like sit down with them and have a talk with them about diversity uh, because you really shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. There's a lot of things happening. There's changes coming up in terms of how browsers are, um, you know, blocking stuff, you know, all the privacy stuff going on. And you probably don't want to go into it in this episode, but uh, there's a lot of stuff happening there that's actually probably going to affect the way that, um, you know, Facebook and other ad networks can actually track us and do ads. So it's just better to diversify. So, you know, after Facebook, the next general thing is, you know, Google, I actually tell people put in like $5 a day into a Google search campaign for your name. Because that's the hottest leads, right? They're looking for you. Even if you show up in the organic results, hey, make sure you show up at the top before your competitors start showing up there, right? <laughs> now, now it makes me wonder what people are searching for when they search for Matt Johnson because there's, yeah, right? there's wedding singers, YouTube cover music artists. I think it was Matt Johnson was Jeff Buckley's drummer in the early 90s. Like, yeah, I'm thinking right? of, like, yeah, I got to get a ton off of that, but I need to, yeah. I need to claim my name out there in the, in the market. You should. And it'd be, I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if anybody is actually putting an ad up there uh, for the name of your course. Um, I do have a couple clients who are local businesses and they just uh, opened some new restaurants. I was like, just put something out there because people are looking for you. So that's, that's like hotter than Facebook ads and Google display ads. That's hotter than anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So total sense. All right. Let's go back to the email list thing. Cause we're talking about, this is something that's been on my mind a lot. So let me preface this for the audience. Uh, so one of the things that I've been thinking about is obviously finishing up the, the book on all the new media stuff that we should be doing and building a new media machine, which mm-hmm. for the most part is not really paid ads, right? All, all the new media stuff that I help clients do is all organic. It's okay. getting yourself pitched on podcasts, hosting your own podcast, and then splitting that up into different forms of micro content. That's all mm-hmm. So it's either your own time or it's you paying a, v, uh, paying a VA internally to do this stuff for you. Right. But as awesome as all of that stuff is, like once we get that in place, I, I do think that the one weakness I see with both, both, both myself and most of my clients is that we don't have a predictable, sustainable, scalable way to just bring in 
the right people into our email list and keep building our email list. And unfortunately, a lot of my clients are looking for their podcasts to do that. And unless they're in a growing niche that's kind of growing on its own, that's a little bit less likely to happen. So uh, I would love to talk a little bit through that. How do you look at it in terms of like an influencer business and, and how, how important is that to you? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm actually really glad you said that you work with, you first work with people that get it kind of all set up because I always tell people that ads is not a magic bullet. I think a lot of people think that they think, Oh, you know, things are not going well or Hey, I want to launch a business. I want to launch a course. Great. I'm going to put an ad up and that's going to somehow magically make customers line up at your door. So it doesn't do that. Actually, what it does is it amplifies everything. That's really what I do is say, I actually named my company power up strategy because we power everything up, right? So ads just power up what you are, have, which means that it's going to amplify the good. And you know what? If you've got holes in what you're doing, it's actually going to amplify those holes as well. So (laughs) I actually tell people like, I, I don't, I actually don't work with people unless they have their basic funnel in place. Cause then it, to me, it's just a waste of money. You're just putting water into a bucket that has like a lot of holes. Yeah. They're paying like a really, really good specialist uh, you, you're good at you know bringing the water into the bucket. They need to have mm-hmm. the bucket already. Yeah, that makes total exactly. sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the like looking at it as a perspective of paid ads being an amplifier for something that's already working in the sense that like you 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 work on your organic traffic. You make mm-hmm. sure that you've got your funnel in place, and the organic traffic that you put through it actually converts. I, I do think there's a lot of people that would naturally skip that step. Right. They look yes. for the paid ads to kind of fix the problem and yes. not have the funnel in place or not have the funnel really working yet. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so then you once you have, have that in place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, like I said, I, there are ways that you can actually launch and kind of use ads to test. And that's like a whole other conversation we can have. But once you, let's just assume, I just want to keep it nice and simple and something that your listeners can actually do right now mm-hmm. is if you have your podcast, you've got content, you've got stuff out there. One of the easiest things you can do is leverage the content and the micro content that you're putting out there already. I would just encourage you to put up, say, a $5 a day Facebook ad that's literally just driving to your show notes, something like that, where you have the Facebook pixel installed. So the Facebook pixel is like a little line of code that you make sure your developer puts across every single page that you have on your website. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it allows you to train the Facebook brain. You need to train the Facebook brain to get to know you better. It's sort of like dating, right? Mm-hmm. When you first meet somebody, maybe it's a blind date, they don't know too much about you and you start to spend more time with each other until you get to know each other really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's like that in the beginning with Facebook. You're, it's a blind date, install the pixel. It's going to spend time with you every single day. Okay. <laughs> and every day that goes by that more and more people hit your site, it's going to learn more and more and more about the types of people who not only like to stay on your site, but also sign up for your email list. Hmm. So that would be the first step I would do is just to build up your, your warm audience, like the audience that becomes more aware of you and more aware of what you stand for and the types of problems that you agitate. So send, um, send traffic to your, your show notes on your blog, um, even like increasing video views or engagement on your Facebook page and your Instagram account mm-hmm. that can help as well. Because all what ha- I find is once that audience, audience becomes a little bit more aware of you, they're the best type of audience to put offers in front of because they're already sort of aware and warmed up. 
that's always my go-to audience. It works like nine out of 10 times. Every time like uh, we have to do a launch or you're like, okay, I'm ready to sell something, right? Yeah. Um, it, it just works really well. And those are the cheapest kind because you're not being salesy. You're like, hey, check this out, you know? And, and just be really, really natural. So the second tip I would give people is when you're doing ads like this, just try and like sort of blend into the newsfeed. You know, don't put stuff up with big red um, frames and like a million emojis, right? And like just, just make it look like something that somebody would share. And I even recommend that people have a Facebook page with their name on it. I have one myself and it's literally just to run ads and I get much more traffic that way. I've tested it with my company page with like the logo and then with my Facebook page with my name and my Facebook page always wins out. Cause my theory is that when people see it show up in the feed, they actually think maybe this is somebody I friended a while ago when I forgot. Right? Oh, and they'll stop yeah, they're not savvy and they'll check to it out the, look below to see where it says sponsored. Exactly. Most yeah. people don't, I mean, marketers, right? You and I yeah, will we probably do. notice that. Yeah. Most people really don't. Mm -hmm. So you, you want to look natural. And if you don't know what looks natural, because I get this a lot too, like people just don't know, um, literally troll your friends, like see what happens when they share something, take note of, you know, the way they say stuff, even take note of the types of pictures that they share. Most people are not sharing pictures with big overlays, you know, like sign up here. Here's my, right. It's just yeah. like, your selfie or something with your dog or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love that. That's great to hear. Uh, it's a good reminder that I think like all, all marketing is personal, and we do forget that, um, especially like in the coach consultant space. We tend to think that uh, marketing ha is is the process of getting better at shouting at people. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, because you, yeah. you look at the the ads that are scrolling across, and you're like, man, like I've never done, I've never done Facebook ads with a million emojis and stuff like that. And I read through things like that. And I'm like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing the boat because that's mm -hmm. not the way that I would lean. I would lean yeah. towards doing more, more personal stuff. So that's good to know. Uh, a couple quick follow-up questions on what you mentioned just selfishly, because I'm, I'm going through this process. Yeah, for sure. With promoting the, the pitch assistant program. So we're testing a bunch of stuff with Facebook ads. So number one, you mentioned the Facebook page. So that was one of the questions that we had. We we're debating on whether to put my name and picture on it or whether to put company stuff or whatever. Um, so personal photo and personal name is better. Gets better results. Yeah, it. you know what? Test it out. Literally, yeah. Test it out. You can even test out, like, does your page, is the name of your page the name of your company or yourself, Matt Johnson? I've got both, but we initially okay. started running the ads from yeah. my company page. And we said okay. we had to set up a new page for that because I didn't have it. Yeah. I set it up actually with the name of the course rather than okay. the name. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Test it out. Even test out the profile picture. I've done that before for a corporate page uh, where they had different guest speakers coming in. So for the profile picture, it's sort of like, look at um, who does this? Inc. Magazine for the profile picture. They'll always have like the cover usually with the face, right? Of the celebrity. Mm -hmm. So I actually tested different guest speakers and because people are drawn to the human face. So yeah. I just, I did that. And in my test, the woman beat out the guy, uh, you know, like I, I really tested all those different types of things as we were running the ads. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so personal, uh, uh, per, more personal, uh, even on the business page. And then I'll back to the business page just real quick. Um, sure. Are you seeing on the ad side, does Facebook tend to weigh heavily whether you have an engaged, active Facebook page? And is it really like if you don't have that, which a lot of my clients don't, mm -hmm. would you recommend putting and investing time and resources into building up that? Or is it really just 
like if it's nice to have if you have it, but if you don't have it, it's better just to swallow the higher ad cost or something. Sure. So it's not, I, I have found that if you just look at how the ads perform, mm-hmm. the ads do tend to be cheaper when you have a more engaged audience. However, I will say this, um, you do have to weigh the cost of building your organic because even though it's quote unquote free, it's really not, right? (laughs) There's time, there's energy. uh, If you're doing all yourself, putting stuff out there. um, So you kind of want to weigh how engaged you want to be. Um, But in general, it really does help. And the reason it's, and the other reason why is, again, you need to test this for yourself because there's always the exception to the rule, right? Mm -hmm. But I love to put ads in front of an audience of people who have engaged with my page, people have watched videos, um, and people like my page, people on my list, that type of thing. People have visited my website. Mm -hmm. So if that actually works, I have one client where they have super amazing engagement and I just have to run ads for their sales just to their warm audience and we kill it every time. And their team is just like, they're so good at getting the conversation going. Mm-hmm. They just have to keep pouring fire on that. And I just keep like up in the ads cause they're just building that warm audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I would recommend it that way just cause there is ROI that way. Um, can it work if you have like a dead page pretty much? Yeah, it does. Some people do that. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's up to your audience as well. I do find that audiences that are more women, they do check out the page more often. They care more if it's like engaging and it looks alive. It's almost yeah, yeah. like- care more about community. That makes yeah, sense. it's like coming into a store and it's empty or the door's locked, right? <laughs> Versus going to shop at a really busy store. So just think of it that way. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it reminds me of a great scene from 30 Rock where the boss says, my door is always open. Would you go ahead and close that behind you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but then that's where it goes into where I said, you know, just start with always have like a 2 to $5 ad running that's sending, um, you know, value. So that could be, you know, maybe it's a post that you want people to engage with, with or like I said, or maybe it's sending traffic to your show notes, something like that. So you always have that going. Yeah, with, with our mutual engagement. friend, Zach's help. Uh, I, yeah, I've started to do that. So I've got a few videos that are running just to uh, email list and then to audiences that we're experimenting with. And all it is is just okay. value. It's, it's a, it's a, a couple of videos that are based on the same content that went out on the podcast. It's just in video form that's meant for a Facebook ad. And all it does is just send people the content. So they engage. Awesome. Um, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Cause I'm seeing, you know, the, the, a big need uh, with all of my clients, which is, you know, you've got all this stuff set up you've got your organic going, you've got your podcast running, you're getting interviewed on podcasts, and then you're getting that yeah. turned into like micro content. So you've got all that stuff kind of, right. but what's, what's not happening is, uh, even though you're getting featured on podcasts, you, you probably want your email list to grow faster than that. Mm-hmm. And if it, if the email list is not growing, if it's just flat, the whole business is flat. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that one that my clients tend to miss out on is they look for other, uh, they're looking for a way out sometimes of having to do the work of building a way to scalably, predictably, reliably grow their email list. And I think that's where someone like you can come in. So let's talk about that for a little bit. What's your perspective on that? And just where, where does that kind of fit into the big scheme of things for you? Yeah. So I think in general, it's a mindset about 
it's something that you have to do all the time. It's, it's like brushing your teeth every day, right? It's just a mindset thing. Uh, you know, some people go, okay, like I've got some money together. Let's like build my list, you know? And so they build the list really quickly in like a month and then they do nothing for like a year, right? And then they wonder why their business isn't growing. So um, I find that it, it just really has to be consistent. And especially with the way that, you know, email deliverability nowadays and yeah. just all these other, like there's a whole other issue there with like, you know, doing your emails and things like that. You want to keep a consistent thing of just trying to get fresh blood in all the time. So again, I would set aside like a budget. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be spending like $500 a day or something like that. Just do something where you actually have an ad running to get opt-ins every single day. Like if you could only afford $5, do that, you know, because at least you have it going and consistency will enable you to build a more engaged list over time. Because like I said, you're always having new people coming in at different times, a different year. You know, you can test all you need to now with your email list, kind of see how things are going. Um, works the same way with Facebook groups too. The best, most engaged Facebook groups always have like waves of just people coming in, people coming in, you know, cause you get that fresh um, energy, right. Mm -hmm. of, of new people there. And, and that's really what you need to do. So in addition to the content, yeah, I'd have a plan to just keep getting opt-ins. Like just run something five to $10 a day. So maybe it doesn't feel like too scary, especially if you are testing out a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And you know, the winner though is if you have a blog post or like show notes or something that convert really, really well, like, you know, when people go to that article, they convert mm -hmm. like they that there, that's a huge winner because yeah. you can send ads pretty cheaply there. And there are some people who've grown their lists amazingly well because they found say like three um posts that just did that mm. and you just you just put money behind that those three like you know just just yeah. keep just keep pushing those pushing those in front of cold audiences and that is a sweet spot really right there hmm. and, and that's that's something that you help clients do right if there's yes. if, if they want to go through that process you can walk them through finding that content if they've got it that does convert and then how to structure the ads that send traffic there Yes, yes. So what I've done is I actually, so I'm not a very patient person either. So <laughs> what I do is I've actually developed a way where we create like different sprints for mm -hmm. testing and I utilize Facebook ads to a certain extent there where we're actually testing ideas very, very quickly mm -hmm. um, with like a 50 to $100 budget, you know, we'll, we'll test budgets. a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And then we'll know, okay, this is works. Great. Let's now put it out there, the offer. So we just want to quickly test and then amplify what's working and get rid of the losers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about uh, that quote that you came across years ago about spike marketing. Uh, and just the, you know, kind of the, what I call it, um, is the the flurries of activity you know there's, yes. a, there's the myth that if we just generate a flurry of activity big enough that uh, we can overcome the fact that we haven't been consistent the whole time and i do think the world is just evolving and shifting i'm sure you see it on the ad side i see it on the organic side it just seems like everything is shifting to reward consistent methodical relentless action and like building a genuine community of people that follow you yes. and i think that there's there's a lot of coaches and consultants that um are tempted and they're looking for the latest methods and the latest strategies to get mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. the slow and steady. You know, mm -hmm. they want to generate this yeah. flurry of activity that overcomes the fact that they haven't been slow and steady. You know, that's at least that's what I yeah. see. I don't know if you see that. Yeah. 
Oh, well, and it's not even a new concept. It's been around, I mean, since the beginning of time. I think it's just, it's like, I think it's something else kind of Definitely come not around a new again. Concept. Yeah, it just, it seems like there was a while there, especially on social media and in certain ways, like uh, yeah. certain platforms when they were exploding, if you got in at just the right time, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there, there was, yep. uh, so now we have all these influencers that they got big because they hit something at the exact right time. Sure. Now they're turning around and selling a dream to everyone else. You sure. Know yeah, that's that. That's yeah. the interesting thing. What about the first people who decided to monetize their podcasts, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> right? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, for sure. There's always that. It's it's like I don't know what you call it, but there's a certain graph, right, that happens when these things happen. But yeah, it's unfortunately what sells is immediate gratification. So unfortunately, if I put an ad out that says, I mean, I don't know, right? Like get- Slow, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are like, screw that. I don't want that, right? So, yeah. um, you know, you, you have to kind of meet people where they are. And unfortunately, like immediate gratification gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. And and there are people who I think both of us know who take it just way too far. Um, but that's, yeah, that's what captures our attention. Yeah. But uh you know, at the end of the day, if you really are interested in growing a sustainable long-term business, then it is consistency. For sure. Are there models where you, you know, do that flurry of activity, like you said, you make the money, you're done, whatever. Yes, there are some of those models, but I think most of the people, and I think most people listening to, to us right now probably want something that is good for the long term. Like you said, it's predictable, it's sustainable. You know, maybe at some point you're bringing partners in or you want to sell the business or you have your family coming. I mean, it's not something that, you know, it's not like a pop-up shop, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the 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 awesome launches uh sound great, except if you talk to people behind the scenes that that run a launch-based business, they're trying to figure out how to not run a launch-based business. Yes. Right? Yes. They don't want to live from launch yes. to launch because that's extremely yeah. stressful way to live. Um yeah. so yeah, it, it is kind of funny. Like the more you talk to influencers behind the scenes, you realize that the the reality Instagram is not reality, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the public face of that is not uh, is not always the greatest. But uh let's shift gears. I've got one more question for you, but before sure. we do that, uh what's the best way for people to reach out? Sure. So you can go to my website, powerupstrategy.com. That's probably the best, fastest, easiest way to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, and uh, so I, I know you mentioned a lot of the testing stuff. So I, I would encourage you, I've gotten a little bit of a behind the scenes peek just for anyone that's listening. And when you talk about doing a lot of testing and testing a ton of different variables for very low cost, like mm-hmm. that's, that is not just something you can get from any Facebook ads person out there. So yeah, if you're listening, uh, go check out uh, the website and get, get on a call with her. Um, what I'm curious about just from your own personal perspective is, um, you have this kind of focused, specialized, small agency, which I love, right? Most small agencies try to do what big agencies do and shouldn't do, which is, you know, mm-hmm. not specialized. So I'm curious, just what do you feel like is your own personal strengths that, that like fit like hand in glove with this super specialized agency? Sure. So um, don't hold this against me, but I am also a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't kick me off now. Uh, yeah. So I actually practiced as a lawyer for about 10 years okay. and I still teach law. And what that actually has done, I find is it's like trained me to think in a certain way. And what I really bring to the table is it's, I'm not here to say, Oh, like Facebook ads, it's the latest, greatest thing. Let's just do that. My brain is always about, you know, ROI logic, like breaking all that down because I look at things as a whole. Cause like, 
I'm used to that. I'm looking, used to looking at things and advising people of, Hey, like, here's your options. Here's where I think we need to go, which is the least amount of risk, the the most amount of gain. Let's go do that. So I'm really focused on ROI. I'm also really focused on creating very creative solutions to things. So I actually tend to attract some people who are trying to advertise in really hard to advertise areas because like I'm always looking at the policies and trying to think of ways to get around it just the same way I would when I'm like a litigator in court. Right. And I even have like a part-time person who also helps me with policy. I mean, not many people actually have that. Right. Uh, Because that's the way to do it. Like you got to figure out what are the rules and how can you play in those rules and still achieve what you want to do. So I kind of bring that all to the table. And I love how one of my clients said to me, she says, you know, Leanna, like, she goes, what I have with you, like, she goes, I love working with you. I never want to stop working with you because it's just such a great experience. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I believe is also happening today is one of the trends. People are looking for experiences. You could, you could use software, like you could use a whole bunch of different things to, you know, do ads and do organic marketing and do all that stuff. But why do you work with people? Because you want a certain experience, yeah. right? You oh. want me in your back pocket or you want just experience that way when we meet and we just go over your stuff. And that's what people want when they're listening to your podcasts, when they're buying your courses, they want that experience. So if yeah. you can bring that to the table, that's how you can stand out and uh, yeah, beat out your competition. Love it. Cool. Well, this has been super fun. I appreciate it. And hopefully everybody checks out the, uh, the website. And I'm sure if you do, you will see the retargeting ads that start to uh, show up. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see an example of uh, what Leon's talking In a non-creepy way, let's just In say that. In a totally non-creepy way, because it'll look very personal. And there's yeah. not going to be shouting at you with emojis, which is going to be great. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks My so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.